lift off and the clock has started. Episode 226, and we are recording on January 16th, 2023. My name is Shannon Moore, and this week, there ain't crap in the news, so you're going to get a bunch of trailer trash. Uh, And to do this, to help me talk about this, we have my boy, Justin, back at it again, Carter. It's your boy. I know, man, dude. This week, man, dude, my back got blown out worse than Jama Jamison. I can tell you that much. <laughs> I've been having problems like sleeping. I've been having to take Vicodin just to go to sleep. It was bad. So I went to the chiropractor this weekend and um, got, you know, snapped back into place and stuff and been doing a lot better, luckily. But have you been? Oh, well, you know, um, uh, before we found out that uh, Zach wasn't going to be uh, joining us at the beginning of this podcast, um, <laughs> I, you know, was going to change my moniker to the soggy bottom boy of the group. Um, it's It's been raining, like, lots. It's been raining here, too. Yeah? Yeah, my house is, like, chronically destroyed this weekend because my <laughs> dogs keep going outside. I come home and pet them, and I'm like, you're dry, you're dry, and it's, like, wet. <laughs> wet you just see the trail of wet dog prints leading in the living room i'm like great cool very yeah. slag yeah you're like awesome my house is gonna smell like wet dog for like a oh now. yeah burning all the bath and body work scandals and it just smells <laughs> like a wet dog ran into the bath and body works i mean you couldn't have done it you couldn't have picked a better time right because bath and body works is just getting off their christmas like you know sale right now so like they're just like offloading every fucking candle that they have there there's yep snatching up all those three wicks weather weather candles and stuff just oh is that is that your scent like what's your signature scent um so i do like sweater weather um i also megan really likes the teak wood Mm -hmm. uh so we have those and then it's not bath and body works as at target but the threshold brand they have like a it's like something in whiskey uh scented ones she kind of likes mm. those candles too so we have like a couple of like the whatever and whiskey and like the something leather it's like leather daddy or whatever it's called mm, i bet it is <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> but i knew you were into bdsm over there you freak. <laughs> um yeah uh i'm definitely more of a, a sweets kind of guy like i love like a good like sugar cookie like candle or mm, like see, you know maybe, and i dig like, those those are good yeah something that gets me in the holiday spirit uh you know my fiance she's more of a like i guess like a like a tropical like a mango like you know likes likes the fruity smells Mm. so you know i guess maybe that's why she likes me so much (laughs) because you're a little fruit (laughs) 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 but yeah uh so you know um you know there's not much in the news this week huh like uh so i mean is there is there any news how how is how is um negative space coming along Dude, it's been, I've been working hard on, I almost have all the mute, so I don't know. Did I tell you guys that I have someone else doing the music now? Mm, I, I think you were talking about the music the last time we kind of got an update, but I didn't know it was somebody new. 
Yeah, so um, PJ, who was doing the music originally since the beginning and stuff, uh, he did about half the soundtrack, and then mm-hmm. I just never got anything else from him because he has, like, three kids now. And, like, when I started Negative Space, he had no kids. And <laughs> since then, now he has three kids. That tells you how long I've been working on it. <laughs> and, uh, you know, he just kind of quit doing the music. And every time I would see him, I would kind of harass him about it and stuff. But I kind of knew it's just like, He's never going to finish it. And it's like, the problem is, it's like, I need the music, though. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, my uh, Shrimp Fried Matt hooked me up with um, these these brother, like, duo. They're called the Fat Bard. Mm-hmm. And they've done hundreds of, like, indie game soundtracks and stuff. Like, stuff for Disney, um, stuff for, like, mobile and Xbox and just, like, all sorts of shit. Like, they're really good. And they're also really expensive. Yeah. But, um I've been having them do the soundtrack and they've been over the last, like, course of since like November, they've been working on it. And I, I feel bad because I told them 10 tracks and then it's like, Oh no, well it's really like 12. And then after I like, do it's like really 13. So I'm like, do you guys have like room? Cause it's like their schedules, like sad. like they're working on like, you know, four or five games at a time and stuff. And I'm like, dude, do you think you could do one more? I just keep playing it on. I'm like, do like one more. I'm like, look, I know I told you this many but I'm sorry, I totally forgot about this. Mm-hmm. And they're like, yeah, yeah, man, it's cool. It's like, it's going to push our timetable back a little bit. And I'm like, yeah, dude, that's fine. <laughs> I'm like, don't, don't you worry about that. You're like, uh, well, it's already taken 10 years to develop this game. So like, what's a little no. bit more time if I'm getting some high quality content here, right? Yeah, but no, I've been working. I literally have six levels left and then all the levels are done. And then nice. it's just like menu shit and then testing and whatever. But I'm almost at the end level design wise which has been hard in the sense not like even that's like i'm out of idea whatever but it's like i'll make something and i'm like is this good for like the end like because i want it's like this is the end and so it's like it gives me that gut feeling. i'm like dude i'm like man okay but i'm like does this like leave a good like lasting impression of like this is like the final world like i don't want it to seem like oh well this is just kind of like what he did in world five or, but I'm like, no, I want it to feel like challenging and unique to be like, Oh no, this is the, you've reached the end of the game. And I want it to feel like that. So I've been working hard, trying to make sure that every level feels unique at the end and that it's like, okay, yeah, this is the end. Nice. Nice. That, uh, <clears throat> that, that battle between like, being relieved that the project is coming to like an end and that you can like move on to like, you know, just the beautification of the, of your project. Um, you know, for me is always like the hard part. Cause like, you know, I, I find myself like cutting corners or like, you know, trying to rush through when I should just like slow down and stay the course and just, you know, let myself like, you know, experience what the, the closing of this project has to offer. It's good to hear that you're putting in like, you know, you're you're finishing strong, man. Like you're, you're not taking your foot off the gas and coasting through the last six levels. Yeah, no. And that's kind of been part. That's also why it's taken. So like there's been many times where it's like, you know, since PJ only did half the soundtrack and stuff, there's been times where it's like, Matt's like, OK, well, why don't you just like in the game there then or whatever, like with however much music you have or whatever, or like when one of my items I was doing, like the little thwomp block thing broke. And I'm like, well, that's like the entire mechanic for an entire world. So I would have to like rechange everything then. Like, okay, well, why don't you just cut that world then? And it's like, but I don't want to. Because I've had a vision for the game since the beginning of it being this. Mm-hmm. And 
that's also why it hasn't taken so long because I have not compromised at all. Like throughout, it's like I've made it work how I wanted it the entire way, whether it took me a year to do or like whatever. I haven't cut any content and have actually added a little bit more mm-hmm. <laughs> than like I wanted to, but it, it worked with the theme and stuff. And it's like, okay, but I have not cut anything. And that's why it's taken so long because I've just refused to like delude the project at all. Like I, it's my baby and it's like, it, it, as long as it takes, that's fine. But I don't want at the end of the day to be like, oh, I wish I had done this. I'm like, no, no, I want to look at it and be like, yeah, I did everything I wanted to do with this. And if it's you hate it, then you fucking hate it. But you know what? I, you know, put my fucking heart and soul into it and tried to make it the best I could. <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, yeah, I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you. I'm proud of my boy. Uh, so with PJ's uh, songs, did you give those to the people that are, doing the music like did you give the did, and say like use these plus like make your own tracks or are they taking them and like touching them up and revamping them like so i did initially that was the plan so when i initially came to them i was basically like hey you know the guy who was doing the music isn't able to do it anymore i'm like he did half the soundtrack and i initially just wanted them to do the other half of the soundtrack like i'm like he did this already he did the first like five worlds can you do the other five and they were like sure like whatever let me talk it over with my brother and i gave him like all the files and whatever for them to listen to to see kind of like what he had done and they were basically they wanted to redo everything they were like Mm -hmm. look we because he already did half of it but they're like you know what we're going to do is going to be way better than what you just gave us and you know and it is but it's just because, you know, they do this professionally. Like, this is what they've done for years. And yet, and they're like, you know, we hold ourselves to this kind of standard. And it's like, this is, you know, it's decent. But it's like, what we're going to do is going to sound completely different than what he did. And we can try and match it or like whatever. But for the right, because they have the rights to the soundtrack. Like, that's mm-hmm. like, they're going to make money off Bandcamp, like whatever. Like, that's our contract. We signed that's their thing. Like, I get to use their music in the game whatever they get the rights to sell the music on itunes and Bandcamp and whatever and um so they want you know and it makes sense on their part like they don't want the rights to half a soundtrack like they mm-hmm. want to the right and you know because my contract i'd signed with pj he had um he wasn't getting a hundred percent of sales but he was getting a, the vast majority percent of sales or whatever for the music and whatever so but they didn't want to, you know, obviously split that or do anything. They're like, we want 100% for this and to do it. So I was like, you know what? Yeah, it's going to be more expensive, but it, it's worth it. And it's like, I want it to be really good. Mm-hmm. And so they've been working on it. And for PJ, the way it was set up before is each like world is seven levels. And then there's two secret levels. So there's like nine levels, but the base levels are just one through seven. Mm-hmm. And the way the music initially worked is it's essentially one track, but with each level, it's like another layer of the track is like getting added. So it's like adding instruments or sounds or whatever, and kind of like building up to then when you hit the seventh level, that's like the full track. Finally, you're like hearing it all and like fully play out. And um, when I asked them to do, I'm like, this is what I had planned initially since, you know, the game is how PJ did it. And this is kind of like what I still want to do. And we kind of compromised because they're like, I don't know if we're going to really do that. 
But what they did is they still do the stacking, but instead of doing it every level, it's almost like every other level. So it's like the first three levels, it's one, and then level four and five is the next track. And then like six and seven is like the final um, track or whatever. And Mm -hmm. the difference though is like when PJ was doing it, it was like a 20, like five second loop of the music and stuff where now it's a full minute. So it kind of works itself out because now it's like a longer track. So it's not repeating as much and stuff. So it's like, yeah, it's not changing Mm -hmm. much as it was before, but you're also getting a longer track. And since most levels, uh, I mean, if you're good at the level, like you can get through most levels in like less than 30 seconds. But, you know, the the goal kind of is you're going to die. You're not getting through <laughs> time. And usually you're not getting through the second or third time either. Usually it's going to take you like four or five tries at least to get through the level because it's just that hard. Mm-hmm. Especially for like levels one and two are usually easier. And then three, it kind of steps up a little. And then by the time six and seven are like the hardest or whatever in the world. And then level eight, since it's an extra level, I, I go like ham with like... <laughs> I'll fucking hard. like you could get to the point where it's just levels unbeatable like at the end and you have to kill yourself and start over again because you didn't do it fast enough like it doesn't matter because, <laughs> like it's an extra level so it's like i can be more punishing with those levels because it's not something you necessarily need to beat in order to beat the game or whatever so i can be as cruel as i want on those levels mm-hmm. well that's cool that sounds promising it sounds like uh i'm gonna play the first three levels <laughs> that's pretty much wrong at a shannon mode <laughs> oh dude that would be awesome like Sh- shannon level oh that'd be great that's awesome i'm glad i'm glad it's coming along i'm glad it sounds like you had a good a good week with your negative space game when the so do you have a release window that you're planning it like do you think it's going to be end 2023 or do you think it's going to be like summer so initially i was planning on quarter one Mm-hmm. of uh 2023 but technically that ends in like april and i'm kind of like like could i hit that like probably but honestly i i feel like i'm probably gonna be it is it is coming out this year i will 100 percent tell you that much <laughs> it is going to come out this year like without a fucking doubt um but more than likely it will probably be more towards the end of the year just because i know once i finish all the levels and stuff then surge can finally have like free reign of i'm like here's all the levels i need you to just test the shit out of it and try try and get stuck in walls try and break it try and do whatever so i can try and fix it and then while he's fucking around with all that stuff i can uh mess with like menu stuff and whatever and deal with kind of like getting in like achievements and like back end like extra stuff so nice so, like, who are you planning to go up against? Who are you planning to take down? You're gonna try to like go after like a fire emblem type game, or are you gonna like you know, in your release window, like are you gonna try to you know knock off like a, you know, triple A title for the year? Or are you, oh, you're gonna try to sneak yeah. it in. Dude, knowing like, knowing my luck, I'm gonna lock in a date, and then there's gonna be like a Nintendo Direct or something, <laughs> and they're gonna be like, dude, Odyssey two, and it's gonna be like the same day, <laughs> and I'm gonna have to like back down. It's gonna be, it's gonna be like the. Uh, horizon zero dawn effect where they're like oh guys second game and they're like boom elden ring same week <laughs> and it just gets like <laughs> eclipsed 
No, well, man, we'll push it. We'll push it out there. It'll get, it'll do good. And I, I think um, those people who have the rights to the music um, with the following that they have, I think that's pretty smart because like you let them push the music. People are going to be like, oh, that's a really catchy tune. Like, where is it from? Oh, it's from this game Negative Space. Let me check it out. Like, you know, it's like, you know, gives you a little bump in the sales. Smart, smart business strategy. Yeah, and it's like my my biggest goal with it is I really want to uh, get it on games done quick. Like I really want to get like surge like speed run it and stuff on games. I think that would be so much fun to like do like the couch and stuff. And I know usually, you know, they get like, you know, I'm lots of people. Like there's always like six thousand plus, you know, people watching and stuff like that. And even if it's at like one of the like three a.m. slots or whatever. I just think that'd be so much fun to like get that on there and stuff and sit on the couch and Serge is like, dude, why did you like, why is this level suck so hard and stuff? And I have to try and like explain my design choices like on the spot. No, that'd be great. Especially if you could like record it or put it on Twitch or like put it up on a website mm-hmm. somewhere where like people could review it and be like, see that it's actually got some like street cred. I think that would be, um, I think that'd be awesome. Yeah, and that's kind of what I want to do is like, uh, like once it's like actually like at least even getting ready to come out and stuff, hit up like the people who, um, I have friends and stuff who stream on Twitch and but also like really hit up like people that I know who play like Celeste, like the people who do speedrun platform, like they're the people who are gonna like eat it up and just like be con like in the Discord and like try and actually speedrun it and like break it whatever so it's like those are the people that I really want playing it and stuff because they're the ones that are going to sit there and consistently play it and stuff and constantly try to break stuff and they're the ones that are going to find bugs and find this and that and whether it's for the better or for the worse and stuff you know they're the ones that are going to sit there and try and like destroy the game and I'm going to go in <laughs> behind them and try and pick up the pieces <laughs> After somebody's like found an exploit, you're like, no, I gotta block that off. I, I can't. I Dude, can't there was that. there's been times where because I have Surge record his gameplay and stuff so that I can watch it in case like something does happen or stuff. I can see exactly what happened and what level it was instead of him just telling me. I can actually see the exact moment it happened. And there's been times where he did stuff he wasn't supposed to, <laughs> and he's like, oh, dude, I beat the level this way, and I'm like, and we're adding an extra spike right there, so that you can't do that, like. <laughs> And then he'd get all mad when he'd play the next build. And he's like, I swear to God. I was, he's like, did you change this? And I'm like, yeah. And I'm like, dude, you're not supposed to do that. Like, I, I didn't. I specifically designed you to do it this way. And the fact that you're doing it this way pisses me off. So no, I'm like, I don't want you doing that now. That's awesome, dude. I love that. I love that whole You Seriously, like, I'm, I'm not kidding. Like, one day, like, we have to just kind of, like, sit down and do just, like, a little like blurb about like just your whole experience with it like your like highs and lows and just like the experiences of like watching somebody test your game and like you know either the anxiety or like the joy behind like watching somebody do it because i think that'd be pretty that'd be a that's a pretty unique look that not a lot of people get you know we'll make our own little version of indie game the movie fuck yeah it'd be rad but uh but yeah, I mean, uh, it's good. Good talk. Good update. I'm proud of you. Um, but uh, as far as any other news, there's not much. I mean, is there anything that you want to talk about? Anything that you're excited about coming up? Like anything that you want to? I mean, Fire Emblem comes out this week, dude. So I'll tell you right now, I am incredibly excited for Fire Emblem. Uh, yeah. I 
And funny enough, so I did watch a video earlier this week about Fire Emblem. Like someone got to play, I think it was like the first eight chapters or something like that of Fire Emblem. And they were kind of on YouTube giving their take or whatever on their experience playing it and stuff. Mm -hmm. And I'm excited because it honestly looks like it's kind of like a combination of three houses mixed with uh, Fire Emblem Awakening on the 3DS, Mm -hmm. which is in my opinion, like one of the best Fire Emblem games. So uh-huh. I'm incredibly excited about that. Like there isn't a school house kind of system anymore. Like there is like a hub base world, I guess, but it's not really the same as like the class stuff. But level wise, it's more set up like Awakening where there's just like a straight path. Mm-hmm. Like you just kind of go like from battle to battle to battle. Like you can just constantly just keep going. Like there's no go to school and catch 10 fish or do whatever and talk to these people. Like, no, it's like, dude, if you just want to keep battling, you can just work your way down the path and keep going, Mm -hmm. but you can return to your base and still talk to people and build your relationships up with them and like upgrade items and do that stuff. But it's not like forced on you. Of course it's like nice to do it or whatever when you like want to go back and do that stuff, but you're not like having to sit there and take like that mandatory break for like, Oh, you need to go to school and do this and do this. And they brought back the triangle system that they Mm -hmm. had before. So because they kind of the last couple games, they've kind of like deviated from that a little bit and stuff and tweaked it where now they're like, okay, no, we're just going right back to, you know, uh, swords beat, um, axes or whatever axes beat lances lances beat swords and then there's magic tombs and whatever Mm -hmm. else and so and archers are going to beat the shit out of pegasuses or flying things so you know that'll be fun too so they're going back to that and like the actual engage system i think looks really cool where you're like summoning the people from previous games and stuff to kind of fight alongside you and you kind of charge it up and then unleash it and stuff so yeah, I, that's the one thing I'm skeptical of in the game. Like, I don't know. I kind of like the like having each game be like its own standalone story with its own characters. You know, it's kind of a bummer to kind of to me go back to like those other games. I mean, I know the series is kind of I mean, I thought Three Houses did great. Um, no, you I know, love Three Houses. And I would like to see them keep going with like original content in that way, like, and not have to rely on older characters, but it's a choice. And, um, I'm still going to buy the game. I'm not going to like wait on it. I'm not going to sleep on it. My FOMO is going to be too great. So I already pre-ordered it. It's already sitting on my switch, just waiting to be played. Um, so I'll be excited. I mean, we'll have, we'll have some cool news next week to talk about. So well, that's what I think is funny though, too, is like most of the people that you summon, and stuff pretty much seem new to you because most of the games they're from never came to the u.s like the first six fire emblem games like never came to the u.s so it's like a lot of these people like oh this they were from fire emblem 3 which was a japan only and this person was like most of these people you're not even gonna know who the fuck they are unless you've like downloaded the roms and played them or whatever imported the game so oh okay well that changes my view on everything it doesn't suck anymore cool (laughs) (laughs) but i mean you do still have like marth and then i think like the chick from the gba one i think roy is in there at some point and you know some of the other ones from like the the gamecube one and whatever else like 
they are in there, but I know there's just a ton of characters that I'm just going to not know who they are because they're from games I've never played. Nice. Now, is there any particular class that you prefer to have in your party when you're playing a Fire Emblem game? Like, you know, like a Lancer or like, you know, it, are you like a fighter heavy, magic heavy, like, you know? I'm usually a good balance of like archers. It's so hard. Like there's some, and I guess it depends on the character. Cause like there's some that I've like in awakening and stuff. Like I'm like, Oh yeah, you're always hanging back, like picking people off. Like they're super good. Like I know in awakening, my favorite dude was, I think his name was Frederick. And mm-hmm. he was like the, on the, on the horse with like uh-huh. the lance. He just demolished everything he touched and stuff. Mm-hmm. And so I always send him in first and kind of clear a path for everybody and everyone to kind of just follow behind him. Mm-hmm. Um, so I always like them. I usually go more towards like sword people and then uh, usually it's like sword and then give them like a throwing ax as like a backup or something to like hit from like afar. And then you get like, I always have a chick on like a horse who's like the healer and stuff because they can move farther. So I'm like, yeah, no, you need to run up there and start healing people, man, because we're getting <laughs> we're getting hurt up there. And then she like, I'm like, all right, now you can run back really far, mm-hmm. or like pick someone up and then like carry them like up front to like drop them off. So I just use them as like a teleport. And then you eventually get like a Pegasus chick or something. So you can move even further. Like you start picking people up and start throwing them around on the map wherever <laughs> I need them to go. Yeah, the uh, Pegasus but, is always a good a good uh class to have just because like terrain isn't really too much of an issue for them. Like they're just all over the place like all the time just constantly wrecking people's shit. So like you know I'm usually like, you know, lancer on the ground, like you know, one lancer on the ground, Pegasus up in the air and then like kind of like a hodgepodge. But yeah, it's usually like swords, a lot of swords, um quick attacks, like things like that and then maybe like one healer and then one like black magic guy like that's pretty much it dude that's what's gonna be good about this one too shannon weapons don't break in this one yes yes that's awesome weapons don't break and you can i think upgrade them and do whatever so you Hell don't yeah. have to worry about i know it was a problem for some of them it's like oh man like you have the like silver sword and whatever but you don't really want to use it because you're like dude if i use it too much it's gonna break so i want to hold this for like a really good battle so then you run into the zelda thing where it's like yeah you have this weapon but it's like you don't really want to use it because you want to save it for when you really need it for like a boss fight or something and not just like have it break on you randomly mm-hmm. yeah it kind of ruins the game if you just like are constantly holding on to the good weapons and not using them they're just like sitting in your backpack taking up space <laughs> Well, yeah, because then you're sitting there using bronze sword. It's like, oh, dude, I could probably kill him in one hit with the silver sword, but then that's using a silver sword hit. So I'd rather just do two bronze sword hits or whatever. But then now I'm going to take damage because of that. But I'll have this weapon for later. Mm-hmm. And now, now you don't have to worry about that. Now nothing breaks, man. You just go in swinging with whatever's in your hand and you're set. Yeah. Now, here's an important question. Do you play on the hardcore mode where like if they die, they die? Or do you play on the one that's more forgiving where if like they die, they come back next time? So, I'll be honest with you. I played on the hardcore mode for Awakening mm-hmm. and I lost a lot of characters. <laughs> I had a lot of good characters. <laughs> and it'd be funny because I'd be sitting there because PJ was playing it at the same time and we'd be talking about stuff. And like there's the, the beast, the people who transform into the beasts and stuff like the dragons. Mm-hmm. Like I had that chick and PJ's like, oh, dude, this person's so good. And like, do you use her? And I'm like, uh, dude, as soon as I got her, like the battle after I got her, she died. And so <laughs> I never actually got to. He's like, dude, she's amazing when you level her up. And I'm like, I wouldn't know. <laughs> because <laughs> I lost so many people. 
So I played three <laughs> houses with the easy mode because I didn't want to lose any of my good people, especially in three houses. Once you build actual relationships with these people, I'm mm-hmm. like, dude, if I lost like purple haired chick, I'd be devastated. <laughs> like I love her so much. And I'm like, dude, if she's gone, like I just quit the game at that point. <laughs> so uh, I don't have, I'm not in my twenties like, anymore. So I don't have time. Like I did with awakening to sit there and invest in losing my characters that i invested a lot of time in leveling up and stuff so i'm just gonna play on easy mode yeah it's smart i think that's what I'm, i've been on easy mode since yeah since maybe like the second or third game on the 3ds so like it was pl- fun playing on classic mode because it does change how you play because it's like you don't play like i play fast and loose so I'm, I'm like dude <laughs> all right like if i lose whatever then i reset but i'm like dude i'm going for this if i get it i get it if i don't it's whatever but you don't do that when you're playing awakening and you're playing on hard <laughs> mode and like frederick's at like 12 health like you ain't playing fast and loose like you're playing you're retreating real quick <laughs> yeah it's just it it does uh it does come into uh it does alter your play style like i can tell you right now like i am not gonna push up like you know halfway across the board on my first like couple moves like everybody's moving in bunches like right like if if i'm playing on hard mode like you're all gonna move in like a little cluster and i'm not moving to that to an area until like everybody is securely going over there together like yeah, but I- like if i'm playing on easy mode like like i'm just sending people like all over the map just like spam the map (laughs) yeah i would play fast and loose separating people and it's like yeah one verse three whatever like but no you can't do that on that it's like no everyone's going we're doing the buddy system everyone's going in twos and threes and i don't care if it takes me 12 turns to beat this like no we're taking it nice and easy like they come to you (laughs) we're not rushing into anything crazy i'm not having like a bunch of axe wielding maniacs running out of houses murdering my party i don't think so Nice, nice. And it's almost as if it sounds like, I mean, it almost sounds like we're coming to the end of this conversation because, like, a new challenger has entered the room. What? Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> I mean, you just missed all of our Fire Emblem talk, Zach. How do you feel about that? Uh, I wouldn't say I missed it, Shannon. Um, <laughs> but, yes, I'm, I'm happy that you guys had a wonderful fire emblem conversation we did i mean now that you're here we had a we had a very good first half of the show like justin gave us a full rundown of what's going on with negative space mm. and uh then we got into like you know our hype levels for for fire emblem and sweet and now it's it's time for trailer trash Popped in right at, the, at just at the right time because uh, this week um, we got three movies that we're going to talk about. All right, we're gonna. The first one is like we'll get this one out of the way because let's be honest, I'm a big wussy and I'm not going to watch this. But like you guys are probably going to love the shit out of this movie. Um, Evil Dead Rise trailer came out for that. Um, what are you guys' thoughts? Uh, uh, I don't know, <laughs> like. I like the Evil Dead movies. Uh, I do. I like them a lot. I don't know if I need another one, though. And that's kind of where I'm stuck on it. Like, sure, the trailer looks fun. Like, it looks interesting. It looks like they're trying to put a, a different spin on it. And it, and they've got, like, you know, the, the good Evil Dead kind of dark comedy thing going, which which an Evil Dead movie needs, for sure. 
I just don't know if I care about a new Evil Dead all that much. Justin, you're 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 more of a horror guy than I am at this point in our lives. Like, what what do you think? So I think it actually looks. I like that they're taking a different direction with it. Like that's it, it's a double edged sword. Like they're taking it in a different direction. It kind of has more of like a grudge, you know, kind of feel to it than. They did that Evil Dead reboot back in like, I think it was like 2013 or something like that is when they did the other one. And that was kind of more of a reboot of like the first Evil Dead movie yeah, yeah. than anything. Where this... Did you like, like that? I didn't think it was bad. Um, I've also never been like a diehard like Evil Dead pro. Like I like them. Like they're fun. You know, they're kind of corny and like hokey and mm-hmm. you know, whatever. But it's a good time. And this one... I love the practical effects in it. Like, I think you watch it now, like it's aged really well in sure. comparison to like other stuff. That's just straight up like shit CGI fest, but I didn't mind it. So I like the fact that they're still trying to, you know, keep evil dead as a franchise alive. And they're mm-hmm. willing to try different things to try and like, keep it relevant and not just in the same kind of like B movie bubble that it's been in for the last like 40 years. And I think that was the thing that the 2013 one kind of drew me away from it. Like I'm with you. It was good. Like it's a good yeah. movie, but I didn't, it didn't feel like an evil dead movie. You know what yeah, I mean? It, it like took that. itself really seriously in, and this is really weird to say, but it was almost too dark. Like, huh. like evil dead movies are kind of fun. Like, sure. They're, they have scary moments or everything, but like, they're fun. They're fun movies. And it, the 2013 one just wasn't, it was a horror ass horror movie. And yeah. it's like, you know, um, but I'm, the trailer makes me hopeful that this one might be a little more of the evil dead vibe. So I'm hoping, I don't know. I, it's probably going to be a wait until it's home for me. But uh, unless Justin goes and sees it like he did with Berserker and is like, you got to go watch that shit. <laughs> so we'll see. Okay. All right. Well, we'll jump from, uh, from evil dead. Cause I have no thoughts on it. I basically got to the part where like, you know, the chick dropped like four eggs on the floor and I was like, okay, I'm cool. This is off. Like I'm out. I'm out. I'm like, You're like, oh, I'm like, eggs, on the like floor. The vibe. eggs on the floor. Cool. 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 Anyway, next. Yeah. Lady looks dead. Okay. Cool. 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 Okay. Let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. so the uh, Ant-Man and Wasp quantum mania got like a new trailer. Uh, what do you guys think? Um, are you kind of like trying to pull back on the hype train for this one since it's so close to coming out or. Are you guys uh, uh, all about this new trailer? I, I won't speak for, for anyone else, but what's holding me back on the hype train is the last year plus of releases from Marvel. <laughs> so that's okay. that's got me tempering expectations a little that's bit. Um, and But also, you know, the other side of that coin is watching the trailer and watching Jonathan Majors just fucking cook on the screen as Kang. And I'm like, oh, my God, this is all I've wanted for, like, ever since Thanos died. Give me the next big bad. And, uh, and you know, that's the, the one thing Marvel has got in this phase four slash and beyond. The problem hasn't been the villains. The villains have been good in most of these movies, like the villains have been pretty solid. It's the heroes that are the problem. So, um, I'm hoping Cassie 
you know, is, is, is good. Mm-hmm. And, uh, cause I've got this sinking pit in my stomach that they probably kill Scott Lang in this movie. So I'm hoping, I mean, you're not wrong. I mean th- that whole line where he says, I don't have to beat you. I just have to slow you. Or like, what was it? I don't have to beat you. I just have to slow you down. No, it's like, you I don't have says? to, it, I don't have to win. You just can't win or something like that. Or I, I don't have to win as long as we both lose or something like that. It's it, but yeah, it's, yeah. So I'm curious to see what Kang's motivations are. Like, is he stuck in the quantum realm and he needs Scott to get out or something like that? Um, but yes, I'm I'm very curious. See, I think you need somebody from that last phase to kind of anchor the new phase. Like, you know, they don't really have they don't have the Iron Man. They don't have Captain America. You know, I think they need somebody who's got like like genuine heart and mm-hmm. the 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 audience can identify with and finds hilarious but also serious and you know kind of like the every man's man and i think that that's kind of ant-man's character like personified um so i i like um i i think i would keep them around it would be a real bad decision if they didn't i agree because like it also seems like you know the guardians might be over after guardians three and yeah. Cause otherwise it's like from the OGs, who do you have? You got what? Uh, Thor and Hulk, I guess, I guess. <laughs> and it's like, Jamie? that doesn't look impressed by that lineup, but well, and, and he shouldn't cause those are two characters that never really carried the first 22 movies or whatever. You know, they, they were yeah. never central. Like if anything, I think you could give it to like the guardians crew would carry more than those two would, but it seems like they're, they're on their way out as well. So yeah, losing Scott would suck, man. Yeah. And my other thought is if Scott doesn't go, I bet you Pim goes. Oh yeah. Yeah. For sure. Someone in that family's going. Yeah. Yeah. That that would be the, um, the concession I would make. Totally. Um, but yeah, I mean like Thor, like he's, they've been struggling to get him like an identity forever. Like, I mean, they kind of hit, they, I think they hit the nail on the head when they did Ragnarok and then they lost it with love and thunder. Um, Thor, Thor in infinity war was one of the best characters. Hands down. mm -hmm. Just like the speech with him and rocket when he's like given the whole thing about like, I've lived 1500 years and, that many people I've killed that many people and that many people have wanted to kill me. And like that whole thing back and forth, like fantastic best moment of Thor's like when he lands in Wakanda, that's like one of the ultimate like goosebump moments in all of cinema, you know? And, and to go from that to love and thunder was just such a kick in the balls. Like, it was just like, Oh God damn it. (laughs) Tell me how you really feel. (laughs) I I think I just did. Uh, Yeah. 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 Uh, so yeah. So I mean, I'm I'm hyped. I want to see that movie. I want to see it I, in the theaters. I don't want to yeah. wait. That's definitely like, going to be a theater one because, and I'm just so happy that the Jonathan Majors we got at the end of Loki seems like that was just the tip of the iceberg. Like the Kang Jonathan Majors is just like yes, yes, <laughs> give me give me all of that, please. It will also be interesting to see how they tie 
the new season of Loki, which is coming out this mm-hmm. year, into this whole, you know, tapestry. So I'm hope I'm hoping for a strong showing in the Loki universe. I want Loki to pop back up in the A one eight universe with a po- with a whole pocket full of like, you know, Infinity won't Infinity Stone paperweights that are now <laughs> Infinity Stones again. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, like- <laughs> he just pops in and just explodes because they're yeah. all touching each other in his pocket. <laughs> right. <laughs> but like, how how hilarious would that be? And then all of a sudden he like warps out, warps back in. Okay, so anyway, that was a mistake. Um, <laughs> Oh man, I mean that that would be fun. I like it. I'm down for it. And you, that's that's what you need because it seems to me like this next phase is so serious and so heavy in Marvel. Like everything's got stakes, and it's like, I mean, we, we don't even know what the stakes are yet. You know, yeah. I mean, you saw that Guardians of the Galaxy trailer, and it was like, I'm gonna cry a lot in this. Apparently, like I'm just gonna be mis- I'm gonna be sad. I'm gonna be crying. I'm gonna be crying into my popcorn. It's gonna get soggy. Like this is not and gonna be a, a good experience. Space hogs in the meantime has never hit me so hard. Like, <laughs> tell me about it, bro. Like, oh man, it's gonna be rough. It's gonna be a rough one. But um, the next movie I want to talk about that has the potential to be a rough one. Uh, movie by the name of Renfield. Now, Oof. okay. Okay. It's, it's, okay. It's, it's it's loaded. It's it's a load. And so I tell you right now, before I saw Nicolas Cage in the movie, like before that, like when it was just this guy who was Dracula's like subordinate, who was going around finding people for him to eat, like, you know, doing mm-hmm. all that stuff. I was, I was like, okay, this is cool. This is a cool concept. I like this. The minute mm-hmm. Nicolas Cage hit the screen, I was like, ooh, like, ooh, like, okay, what are we doing here? Like, cause is this a serious, like d- darker comedy movie or is this just like a full on, like, let's chew the scenery type of movie and like, see what we can kind of come out with here. Like I, I kind of like got confused for a second. I didn't know what to expect from this movie. Like, what do you guys think? Like, what's your take on this? Like, are you hyped? Are you in, in for it? Are you in for Nicholas Cage as Dracula, Dracula, like, give me uh, your thoughts. I, I want Justin to go first because <laughs> no, dude. I when Nicholas Cage was Dracula, dude, I lost it. I thought that was hilarious. I was not expecting that, and I thought that was hilarious. I'm not like a diehard Nicholas Cage fan, but I love Nicholas Holt. And I think it, it looks like a fun movie. Like, I think it's a good time. It looks like it's going to be like a really solid Paramount Plus movie. <laughs> I, I think that's fair. That's fair. Um, <laughs> the only thing I'll say is watch your goddamn mouth. King Kong and Godzilla is a Paramount <laughs> Plus movie. So, um, <laughs> but uh, no, I had a very similar reaction to Shannon, except maybe more visceral when. <laughs> I was like, oh, this sounds cool. This is intriguing. And then, yeah, that last 20 seconds when Nicolas Cage shows up, it was just like, what is this? Like, and it's, and the way he is just so campy and so over the top. And it's just like, oh my God. But also, I, my thought is maybe that's the point is like, 
even Renfield, who's like his thrall, is like, look at this fucking asshole. Like, God, yeah. just, I mean, God damn it. Like, and I can't get away from this guy. Like, <laughs> this jerk. You know, like, yeah. And it has but, the chick from Shang-Chi in it. Oh, does it? What, yeah. Aquafina? Yeah, Aquafina. It'd be great if she learns how to shoot a bow and arrow and, like, makes the best shot of anyone's life and, like, the span yeah, of Yeah, she shoots hours. a steak. Yeah. And Dracula's heart is like, oh. And she was taught how to shoot steaks like 18 hours prior for the first time. That would be great. God damn. I'm in. I'm, I'm in for that movie. I don't care. Just give me that. Give uh, me that I, I'm with Justin. That sounds like a great Paramount Plus evening. Hmm. Right. You, me, we'll and the mountaintop, so. baby. Let's do it. <laughs> I'm. I'll. You know what? That's my cross to bear. I will go to the movies and tell you if that movie really just, you know, does suck. Robbie's gonna go to the movies and see it and tell you it's fantastic, and that you need to go see it in theaters. Dude, you like can't trust Robbie's assessments. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say Robbie <laughs> says that about every movie. Oh, who was the who was the woman that was on Mandalorian that? Turned, like, Gina Carano. Yeah, it got canceled. <laughs> yeah, uh, so she released a movie that came out under like some crazy super mega producing production studio or something like that, and it was it had a one day theatrical release. How much do you think it made in its one day? I'm gonna guess thirty thousand. All right, Shannon. If you're bringing it up, it's gotta be, it's gotta be low. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna say two thousand dollars. The answer is eight hundred and four. Oof! <laughs> not not thousand, not million. Eight zero. Four. <laughs> like, <laughs> and when the average price of a movie ticket is like nine dollars yeah right that means right. like maybe a hundred people if that went and saw it uh, so does that mean it was released in like florida or, i don't know maybe it's definitely that's probably a, probably a bible belt release i would think <sighs> they need to do the morbius treatment of it Be like no no everyone was just busy that weekend you yeah yeah <laughs> <bring it back." laughs> We were out voting at the polls, man. You got to bring it back. It's it's Morbin time. <laughs> I was going to say somewhere like the producers of like Morbius are just like, why couldn't have this been released last year? So we weren't the worst movie in existence. Oh, man. <clears throat> oh, man. Well, are there well, any other trailers that you... Wait, wait, wait. Hold on. Justin, as our resident expert, was Morbius one of the worst movies in existence? In existence? Yeah. No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> No, I've seen way worse movies than more. I, I, I would and honestly, and I'm not talking like, and I'm not talking like Steve Whittacomp specials. I'm talking like actual theatrical releases that people know. No, I mean, I know you've seen worse. Like, I know people who've walked out of movie. Like, people didn't walk out of Morbius; they stayed. All right, they what's listened. a movie? What's a movie you walked out of? Because mine wins. So, I want to know what your guys is. I honestly don't think I've ever walked out of really. Movie. Yeah, I, walked, really? I walked out of Sphere. The movie okay, Sphere that's a with, good one. Uh, yes, that's a good one. That was that was a horrible movie. But yeah, I, I think that's I think that's it. That's the only movie I've ever physically needed to remove myself from a theater because it was so I, bad. I walked out of Dungeons and Dragons, 
with Thora Birch and Jeremy Irons. And rightfully so. You should have never walked into that theater. Yeah. I I got about 45 minutes in and (laughs) looked to our friend Carlos and was like, I'm not doing this. And it's like, I'm like, it was so bad. Um, I left Batman and Robin. (laughs) Okay. All right. Which also, oof, I just couldn't. That was one of those ones where I caught it after school and watched it knowing I was going to be late for like a family dinner that I was supposed to be at. But I was like, (laughs) ah, who cares? I'll get over it. And uh, realized like, you know what? This isn't worth getting in trouble for. I think I'm just going to be on time to this dinner (laughs) and walked out. Um, And then the the controversial one, and I think it's the worst movie. I just think it's, I've tried to watch it. I've seen the whole thing since walking out the cell with uh, Jennifer Lopez and Vincent Mm D'Onofrio. That movie's so fucking bad, and I don't understand the people that like it at all. <sighs> that movie is a trip. I remember watching the sp- the part where like the horse gets like dissected. Yep, um, that was like, the second. That was the exact moment I got up and walked out. I'm like, this is so <laughs> fucking dumb. This is the dumbest thing I've ever seen, and I just got up. And yeah, like it. this. This is what you come up with for like. Well, I get it, right? Like you're trying to show the mind of a demented serial killer in the mid '90s when like things like that weren't really like, uh, you know. They, they, people still weren't ready for that, right? Now, that shit was like, like if if Gravity Kills made like the most hardcore music video ever, you know, <laughs> or something. Like that's what that shit was. It was like, uh... yeah, it just, it wasn't good. All right, like I get it. It wasn't good. Was it the worst movie ever? I don't know. Like in the name of the king, like I could not fucking <laughs> get to ten minutes of that movie. Yeah, see, you you made balls its own category, like. <laughs> Oh man, alone, alone in the dark, alone in the dark. Tara Reed in her smart glasses, so she's a professor. Like, oh yeah. Oh man. Uh, no. what, what was the other one? Did, didn't he did the Blood Rain too? Didn't he? Oh, like, Blood Rain. Blood... He did uh, uh, House of the Dead. Oh God. With a stripper named Liberty who was wearing American flag gear for some reason. Yeah. <laughs> How on the nose do you want to be? Right. Oh man, yeah. I'm no. enjoying. I'm enjoying watching Justin just wrestle this dog while he's trying to talk. It's hilarious. <laughs> it's he's like trying to wedge his head under my arm. And I'm like, can you not? No, <laughs> uh, oh, I didn't walk out of the theater, but I will say I did fall asleep during. It was the Friday the Thirteenth that reboot that they tried to do. Mm. I fell asleep. I think about maybe 15 minutes into that movie, and then I woke up during the credits and I was like so confused. So to that, to that, another one that was real bad. I didn't walk out of it, but was real bad. Was that nightmare on Elm street reboot? too? uh, Yeah. I I was not a fan of that one either. That was, that was where it's like, you know, who doesn't need a dark gritty reboot? Freddie. (laughs) Freddie doesn't need a dark gritty version of himself. He's Freddie. Like what the hell? Oh man. Uh, like the last 30 seconds of that movie was the most Nightmare on Elm Street thing that happened in the entire movie. I don't even remember it. I don't even remember oh, where he like breaks out of the mirror at the end and like grabs her. Uh, and was yeah, like, yeah. And it was like the last 10 seconds. And I was like, where was this? The entire movie? <laughs> totally. totally. <laughs> it's like you just spent an hour and a half doing nothing. And then, yeah. 
and then you finally got to it and it ends. What the hell? Yeah. <laughs> so I saw a trailer today uh-huh. Uh-huh. for a, a movie that's coming out pretty soon on Amazon Amazon Prime Video. It's got Josh Jamal and uh, Jennifer Lopez. And uh, it's called Shotgun Wedding. And it's about these this couple that is getting married uh, at the last minute in a tropical island resort kind of area that mm-hmm. is then hijacked by terrorists. Okay. And they have to save their wedding party from the terrorists. And are they like special forces or something? No. Or are they just people with shotguns? Just, just people getting married. To one, you know, who all of a sudden start living out at this action movie style. Is this like the new genre, like plane? I'm kind of wondering if it is, right? <laughs> I mean, like, I, but that's the thing. Like, that is that what 2023 is going to hold, right? We're going to have plane. We're going to have, like, shotgun wedding. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to have, uh, you know, I don't know. Like, it's did, it, did Violent Night, like, start it off? They're like, Santa Claus delivers toys. We're going to make him a badass, like, like killer of like the bad and then everybody's like you know what let's do the same thing with an airplane pilot or let's do the same thing with people getting married like this is great let's do this let's just every profession this year i'm i want to start one called the shaft and it's just going to be elevator guys that are just in a building like chilling on car tops when like terrorists come in to bomb the building or like you know murder people and they're just going up and down the elevator shaft in like their own elevators just like murking people left and right didn't, didn't think that's where you were going with that but okay yeah, yeah. I'm there. i was like i saw a video on x videos with the same title <laughs> 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 uh, Dude, i did see Shannon, shannon's gonna make a new movie called the hub <laughs> <laughs> i I did see a post on Twitter though of someone and it was at the screen and they're like, yeah, make sure you stay after the credits for a uh, plane. And it was just black screen with white text. And it said the plane will return in the plane too. <laughs> it was so good. Two plane, two something. Yes. <laughs> two plane, too crashy. <laughs> yeah, totally. Oh, That's good. Fuck. All right. Mo. Um, okay. Wait, real quick. Yeah, God damn it! You jogged something in my head when we were talking about these movies. Oh, do you think maybe they watched Sonic the Hedgehog two, and the scene where the the sister gets off the golf cart and just starts beating the hell out of people that ruined her wedding? Like they were <laughs> like, you know what? What if we carried that further? We could do this. Yeah, that that whole scene was awesome. Like the power slide, stepping out of the golf cart, letting it just crash into the stage. Best scene of the entire movie. The best scene of the entire movie. I still laugh every time I see it. (laughs) Oh, yeah. So rad. Okay, sorry. Didn't mean to interrupt. No, that's okay. I mean... We've we've made it through the trailer trash area, and we're we're going into we're going into what we've been playing. Um, and Zach, uh, do you want to tell me a little bit about Buttcraft? What? Ah, <laughs> uh, yes, uh, the latest release from Justin Buttcraft. Um, it's kind of like Minecraft, but you need to put like paper together to make a roll, and then you got to find some sticks to create a hanger for it. Oh, <laughs> you know, it's, it's pretty in depth. It's pretty interesting. It's, it's, it's kind of limiting though. The amount of things you can find in a bathroom. 
to use. Uh, Instead of creepers, so- <laughs> they're just logs of shit <laughs> yeah. coming at you. So, so I was you- just about to say the creepers, though, are really mm, the mobs in 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 Buttcraft. Just no, it's not pleasant. So, would you say on the whole, it's a pretty good open world game? Um, <laughs> that was a good one. Thank you. Uh, it's kind of around the whole. Um, <laughs> kind of a rim, job, yeah. if you will. <laughs> <laughs> but seriously, Zach, has, have you I mean, played this, anything this, week? this joke is getting paper thin. Um, <laughs> We're out yeah. of five starfish. <laughs> oh god damn it! Uh, right. <laughs> so yeah, as as we talked uh, during the end of the year, I was right up to the end of God of War. What I mm-hmm. thought was the end except I had about 10 more hours. So in this last week, I didn't play a goddamn minute of God of War and finish <laughs> Pokemon Scarlet is what I did. Um, so yeah, I, I beat Pokemon Scarlet. And the thing I'll say about that game, while we all go like, yeah, man, it runs bad. And man, there's some ugly graphics in that game. And I beat it. It got me to stick with it. I played that game for like 60 hours and did it, all this stuff. And it's like, I find it very interesting that it was, it for me, it was able to essentially overcome all of these things and still provide a fun experience. You know, like it, it never had the amount of like full game breaking shit, at least for me that, that like completely soured me on the experience. It's just, it got ugly sometimes. It got super framey sometimes. Characters in the camera did dumb shit sometimes, but it was always playable. You know, like it, and mm-hmm. hey, you know what? Catching Pokemon's fun. Riding that big ass dragon thing around and, and that has wheels, but uses its legs for some reason. Like, <laughs> it, it's fun. And then, like, going into the crater and seeing, like, wild-ass Pokemon that are, like, prehistoric or some bullshit thing they came up with. Like, it it was fun. It was great. Like, I like catching all that stuff. And so, uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it still wouldn't have made my top ten of the year or top five or whatever. But it was it, it was great. Pokemon Scarlet. Hell of a game. So. Did you find it was a grind towards the end? Like, cause I know Justin, you, you played it, right? You, you beat it this week too, right? Yeah. Yeah. I wanted to talk about it too, because I also beat it. Dude, the end of that game gets pretty fucking wild. Like I was not expecting, you know, the, uh, especially for Scarlet. I don't know how mm-hmm. it is in Violet. Did you beat it, Shannon? No, I'm at the, I'm at the elite four. So wait, did you, you haven't done area zero yet? No. Man, yeah. I don't know if I want to ruin the interview. Yeah, let's talk like. about let's talk about Area Zero next week. But it's okay. Area Zero gets kind of buck wild. Yeah, like, Area Zero like took took some turns that I was not expecting, and as okay. I'm sitting there playing, I'm like, "What?" <laughs> so, I kind of want an Area Zero game, to be honest. Like, so Area Zero, that's just a crater, right? And yes. you have to to get there. You have to do the lab thing like the last lab or is it after you feed, defeat the elite four that you get to go to areas so oh. you have you have to beat uh the son of the professor or uh-huh. whatever and mm-hmm. then go into area zero and then deactivate the four bases or whatever you, in the little well, to lab. get to, no but to get to area zero you basically need to finish off the three main quests you gotta mm, you gotta yeah. do 
beat Arvin, and then you got to do the Elite Four, become a champion, and then beat Nimona to finish that one off. And then you need to beat, uh, <clears throat> finish Operation Starfall. So Fuck. You, need, you need to do all those. All right. So but if you're, but if you're at the Elite Four, uh-huh. I'm telling you right now, wrapping all three of those up takes about 45 minutes. Like it's it's quick. Okay. The problem I have is that I don't have the right combination of Pokemon apparently because like I just get my teeth kicked in like whenever I get to the fourth guy. So it's like I have I use I have the fire breathing crocodile dude which uh-huh. I like which I smash people with, yeah. and then. I have uh, a Tinkerton or a Tinker. The big the, metal hammer guy. Yeah. I have one of them. <laughs> Did you, have you ever read the, any of the Pokedex entries? I have uh, for her. I have. Yes. Yeah. So Jonathan brought that one to my attention because apparently the big ass hammer is made out of a Corviknight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's like, wait, so these things are like murdering Corviknights and making <laughs> hammers out of them. Essentially, okay. yes. Yeah. Yes. The corpse of their bird friends, they're just smashing him with. Um, but yeah, it's uh I think I had her and then it was like a bunch of like fighting type Pokemon. Um, so you know, I don't know. I don't know if so there's something I'm missing. What what level are your Pokemon? Like like they're right around sixty. Okay. Cause I was like, dude, I've mainlined like the starter. Like I have my five partners and it's like yeah no you go in so i can heal the starter and then put the starter back out there because i think i when i beat the elite four my team like besides my starter everyone i think was in like the high 40s maybe like low 50s and then my starter was i think in the high 60s like almost 70 when mm. i beat them because like right now after beating the game like i beat the game and then i went and i got all the other legendaries or whatever mm. and um did like the school tournament whatever festival thing so after all that was said and done my team was in the 60s like 65 67 whatever and my starters 93 <laughs> Oh shit! Yeah, because I gave him the as soon as I got the lucky egg, I equipped that shit onto him, and that's like how quick. And of course, every raid, getting the little experience gems, getting the proteins, the HP, whatever. I'm like, give it to the start. I just gave everything (laughs) rare candies. I'm like, everything goes to him. I'm like, your job is to buy me time (laughs) to heal him. And with the elite four, like the first person, I think was the like worst matchup. Mm -hmm. And then for the fire starter, like everything else, it's like steel done, and it's like. The final chick was the easiest one, dude. It's like Ghost and Fire just like completely wrecked like her entire team. So she was like no competition for the final chick. The one, the one, uh, uh, the thing I'll tell you is the thing I realized that I never used one rare candy or any of those experience bumps. And <laughs> if you're like me, you're probably sitting on like 50 of them right now. So go ahead and use all that shit. Like that's what it's there for. Just. <laughs> Pump those guys up. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, dude. I think if you get your fire starter up to 70, you should have no problem like clearing through the elite four, especially if you like stock up on max potions and like full revives, like whatever. And just if you can get past like the first, be like, as after like the first two, the fire starter should be able to like outspeed most of them. As the, long as uh, you can go first, just outspeed them. The other 
thing I would recommend is go to the ice area and get you an Artibex. It's like the ice dragon, little ice dragon thing. But when you get that up to, uh, ah, whatever its final form is, but it, it lo- it's like a, it's like a Tyranitar. It levels up at like level 55 or something mm-hmm. is when it gets its final evolution. That thing is a goddamn tank. Like <laughs> it's, it's like an ice Tyranitar and it's brutal as hell, dude. It just, it tore through people for me. I was like, oh, where have you been my whole life? Awesome. Well, that's what I thought was so great against like the ghost people. Because like ghost is super effective against ghosts. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, well, let me just tetralize. And now I can shadow ball you. But now I'm just fire type. So now your super effective shit's not going to affect me anymore. And I can outspeed you. And I'll do super effective stuff on you now. And that was the other thing is uh, when I did the big uh, catfish thing mm-hmm. in the lake there there was a dragon air that had a electric terra type so all of a sudden i had a dragonite that could use thunder and it was just like okay oh, yeah. <laughs> you're all fucked <laughs> like it's like hurricane surf thunder like yeah all right we're we're good here thank you <laughs> nice so yeah wow. I, I i would say like it's worth your time to go find a couple of these Pokemon just to put them on your team. And, mm-hmm. and yeah, you'll tear through these guys. Yeah. Send me, uh, send me those names. Cause I'm going to forget yeah. after, as soon as this podcast is over. Like, then. like one ply toilet paper. You'll just tear right through. <laughs> um, Finger butthole. <laughs> nice call back to butt craft. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I thought, I thought you were talking Elden Ring for a second. Um, hey, um, it was a, it was a multifaceted joke, my friend. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> speaking of maiden list justin um no uh yeah so that's all i've been playing is is pokemon scarlet that's all i really have oh look at him there he is. got the sword the letter opener of doom um but uh well, yeah that's well it. just justin i mean we know you beat pokemon scarlet but what other games have you been playing this week yeah so besides scarlet um Matt, Shrimp Fried Matt and me, the last couple weekends, we've been working our way through Little Gator Game, and we finally beat it uh, this weekend. And that was really fun. I think you would dig it, Shannon. I think it's something that like you and Gabe could probably play together and get into. Oh, yeah? Yeah, you can't die. It's super... You basically play as this like little gator, and the whole premise is um, when you were a kid... Uh, your older sister would like take you to the park and you guys would play this like game together where it's like you're the hero and she would like set up little cardboard like monsters for you to knock down and whatever and you would gain experience and go on quests and stuff but then she had to go to school and she's like going to college and like working on stuff now and having to be an adult and so she comes back home uh, for like the holidays or whatever and she's like working on a project And now that she's back home, you're trying to get her to play the game with you, but she's busy. So with your friends, they're like, okay, well, maybe if we like build up the game, get more people involved and stuff, it'll get her excited and she'll take a break from what she's working on to uh, finally come play with me. So you're on this island and it's 3D, but it has like, it's kind of very comparable to a short hike because it's like that kind of small game where it's kind of easygoing. You can't die but um it's 3d and you're like running around and you have your little sword and you get like a little dart gun to like shoot stuff and there's just little cardboard monsters all over the island and you're basically trying to recruit friends to help you build this little cardboard town at the park 
And so you're going around and talking to people and you have to do a little quest for them. There's this monkey dude who doesn't have a name, but uh, we always called him Darwin or whatever when he, Frank, when he would come up and he gives you wristbands that help you climb and you get like a little breath of the wild kind of stamina bar. And he sells them to you for scraps of paper or whatever. It's like the currency. And it's hilarious because there's like four wristbands and you get like more little bars or whatever. And the, after you get the final one, he's like, yeah, I have a secret to tell you. He's like, the wristbands, he's like, they don't really do anything. He's like, it was all <laughs> in your imagination. And so after he tells you that, there's no stamina bar anymore. Now you can just infinitely climb anything or whatever. So I was like, <laughs> you put the limitation on yourself. Uh, but it's like so good. Like there's like, you get like a little shield and you could do shield surfing and you get different ones. My favorite was the skateboard. So I'd be like Tony Hawk shredding ass like down the mountain and stuff. And you get some like weird physics and stuff going on. Like one of the weapons you can use is like a, there's like a little lightsaber, which was fun. There's like a little sticky hand that, you know, like you would grab papers with and stuff and like, so, so you get that and you'd stick to walls and stuff. So I had fun kind of Spider-Manning around just sticking the stuff. So Wait, what, a, what was the name of this game? Uh, it's called Lil Gator Game. It's like L-I-L gator game it's like little gator game yeah i was looking it up it looks dope i'm gonna do a quick search if this sounds rad as hell yeah it's super fun it's super chill like i think your kids would like it too it's like it's fun like and it's surprisingly long like i thought for sure it was like oh like me and matt i thought we're gonna knock it out in one afternoon and i think in total it took us maybe 200 percent it i think it took us like six hours but that so we played it across like three or four weekends. It took us like the couple hours here and there and stuff. We played it to finally beat it. But it was a lot of fun. Like it was super cute, had a nice little story to it, but it's like super chill vibes. But we had fun and we would just switched around, like pass the controller back and forth with each other. Like I do play for like a little bit and then we'd get like a new quest or something and I'd pass it off to Matt and then he would play for a little bit. But it was a lot of fun. It was super cute. What's the, what's the price point on that? Uh, I think it's like twenty like twenty bucks. I think something like that. Yeah, I was I was looking at the trailer while you were talking, and I'm like, yeah, I'm absolutely gonna. Yeah, and it's on like, Switch. It's on Switch, and I yeah, think it's on that's th- that's the one I would. And it looks like the Switch review seemed good. It doesn't seem like it plays any worse. So. Yeah, I mean, it ran great. Like I didn't have any issues on the Switch or anything. So definitely yeah. recommend i think this mm-hmm. one is going to be uh purchased and tried this weekend so right. oh, man. yeah i'm gonna have to get another sd card for my switch <laughs> i did that uh recently just because my switch was getting filled with real bad games that my kids play but, um... <laughs> and then uh the only other game i played this weekend was uh, i also started playing ender lilies which is a metroidvania kind of style game it was on matt switch and after beating little gator game i booted it like our friend pj um said it was one of the best metroidvania games he's ever played and i'm like yeah you don't really play metroidvania games though so i (laughs) bullshit but it's like i'm taking that with a grain of salt and so i played it like it is very pretty like it's very like child of light in terms of art style and the way it plays it plays a lot like hollow knight like in terms of controls like you said it benches to save and it benches is like where you um you essentially 
like after you beat bosses and stuff like it's kind of like i guess salt and sanctuary or dark souls like whatever like after you beat bosses you collect their souls and then you can like equip them and you can use like an ability or whatever like the one you fling this like slug thing and it does like an arc and explodes and kind of does like poison damage there you summon like this one spirit that has like a giant mace that it like swings around and it's cool though because when you do it you can like stack stuff on top of each other which is nice so there's times where it's like oh i can do like the chick with the mace and then kind of take a step back and start swinging my sword and then so i can like do two or three of these at the same time and kind of just like combo off with them if i want and it's not punishing like sultan saying like i say dark souls but it's not like when you die you don't lose your souls you don't lose your experience or anything you just kind of go back to whatever bench you sat at and saved is, and stuff. Is this the one that has the look that it's like uh like Hollow Knight meets Final Fantasy kind of looking? Kind of like you play as this glowing kind of like white girl and stuff, and she. But the like the bosses like are the the in the trailer like the big red boss thing looks all like I don't know like a summon from Final Fantasy or something like that. Like yeah, kind of like the bosses. I've only fought. I fought like a couple mini bosses and I fought a couple big bosses and like, they're like super big and kind of like nature kind of very swamp thing kind of looking okay. like they got like flowers and like whatever. But the one thing that I kind of, I wish, and maybe there's an upgrade or something later on that you get, but the one thing that I kind of is weird. I don't like most of those games you do a back like, in Castlevania and Hollywood, you always have a back step. Like you do like a little step back, like whatever, like a little mm-hmm. shuffle to back up, swing, hit, whatever. In this game, instead of a back step, you have a forward step. Like oh, it's like a dodging, but it's like a dodging dive. And it's hilarious because when you do the dive consecutively, it looks like you're like running on all fours like a dog. So it's just <laughs> this little girl like woof. Oof. And I was like, dude, if I was like walking out of like a bar at like 1130 at night and this like girl on all four started running down an alley like a fucking dog at me, that'd scare me shitless. <laughs> and there's just times where I've just yeeted like off the side of a cliff. I'm like, yeet! And then just like dive like off the screen. <laughs> it's so funny. I was having fun doing that. I was just like, yeet! Off the screen. So does so does the, the girl have an attack or is it primarily like putting out like these alternate like souls? Yeah, so she does. She herself doesn't attack. She uses these spirits to do the attacking for her. And the first spirit you get is this almost like knight dude, and he does the sword attack. And you can use that one infinitely. Like, it doesn't end already. You can just constantly. You can use it in the air. So when you attack with it in the air, um, you kind of freeze in the air, and you can do two or three slashes in the air before you fall to the ground. And it does, like, an arc, too, so you can hit stuff up. So there's times where you can kind of cheese, like, oh, like, if you jump up, there's enemies. You can kind of just do, like, a half jump and then swing and kind of kill stuff before having to fully jump up and, like, triggering stuff trying to attack you. But then the, like, the stuff where you're, like, throwing the leech and stuff, you have limited uses. And then eventually they'll run out and they have a cooldown and stuff. But then when you sit at the bench, it recharges them and then of course there's upgrades and stuff like you collect little materials and stuff and you can enhance the spirits so like their cooldown lessons or they do more damage or um you know you yeah you get more uses out of them but i also like the fact that you have 
like it does the dawn of sorrow thing where you have like a and b and stuff of sets so you can have your set of three and then you push like the right trigger and then you have like another set because you get a lot of spirits like in the couple hours i played i had all six um little spots filled with different ones so i had my three and then you hit our trigger and then i had like new three like i could do a poison cloud and do this so and it's nice because you don't have to like hold the button and then do it like if you just press it once it brings up those three and those three are just there until you hit the button again so it's not like you're having to worry about holding a button and then pushing another button to do whatever like so i'm like you can see the enemy come like okay i want to switch to this and then do that and like okay back step and then hit it again to switch back to like my close range ones or whatever and start popping those off but it was pretty fun for like was it the best metroidvania i've ever played no but it's not incredibly hard like it's very approachable for a metroidvania and stuff and with kind of souls like elements but not being as punishing as salt and sanctuary or even hollow knight's really hard at times like i don't feel like this is as hard as hollow knight gotcha hollow well, knight cool. hell of a game hollow knight's so good very good but well, that's all i've been playing this week well i got into some more dragon quest treasures and you know that game is fun um what is that game like so, I, I i can't really tell what kind of game that is so it's kind of, it's got RPG elements, it's mm-hmm. got uh open world elements, uh it's got um Dragon Quest elements to it. Um basically what you are is um yeah, you're these so two orphan slimes, yes. Yeah, um, so there's these two orphan kids, right? And uh they are um basically laborers on a pirate ship. And they want to be part of the crew. But the crew is like, nah, you're never going to be part of the our crew. Like, you guys suck. Like, you're basically mm-hmm. just labor. So they're like, screw this. Like, when the, when the crew goes to bed, we're going to bounce. And, like, we're going to find our own treasure and become our own, like, pirates. Um, and then, you know, some Dragon Quest shit happens where, like, you get off the boat. You find these two spirits. And, like, they're like, um, we need your help. Like, come with us. And... Um, you know, help us get back to like, we're, we're essentially gods, like help us get back to where we need to be. And like, we'll reward you like Mm -hmm. along the way. And so they're like, okay, we'll help you guys out. But like, we really want some treasure, like some, we want to be like the best treasure hunters around. And they're like, cool, we'll help you with that. If you help us. So you find this like hub world, like section area with this rundown castle. And your job is basically to go out, find treasure. um, And um, you, can defeat monsters out in the world and then when you defeat them they come back to your um castle to be part of your crew so the whole thing is like you start out with slimes and then you work your way up to knights and then you work your way up to like shadows and then you work your way up to like the cyclopses and like the bigger baddies of the dragon quest world so like all your favorite enemies are there um and you basically, I mean, that's it. It's rinse and repeat. There's like six different islands that you can go to. Your uh, job when you go there is to find treasure. The monsters that you have have treasure slots. So that limits how much treasure you can find. And then there's train stops that you have to get back online um, to kind of make it accessible to travel to all the other islands. And then they, um, yeah, you basically travel around and, and pick up treasure. Um, it's a chill game. 
it can be a little frustrating because um you know some of the enemies uh at night like double in power mm-hmm. um you know there's it's kind of open worldish kind of like zelda so like if you walk into a place where you're like under leveled um you might just get rolled over um by whatever's there um if you die your treasure gets dropped in that spot um you know where wherever you died and it gets lost again like other crews are trying to uh as you get higher up in the echelons like other crews try to like punk you so like you got to go out and you got to like find their sites and you got to like attack them before they get you so it's all right it's like i'd I'd say it's like a good eight like it's it's a fun dragon quest game but it's not like Mm -hmm. the typical dragon quest game that you would probably enjoy that's more in like the the typical rpg section gotcha okay but uh after our game of the year show, um, when Jordan uh, told us about Nobody Saves the World, um, mm-hmm. I went out and bought it. Oh, and I've been trying that, and, and um, it's good. I like it. Um, you know, it's a little. It's it's more along the lines of like you know they they kind of give you just enough to have fun, but they want you to explore yourself, kind of like you know test the waters and see what you got. Uh, it's fun. Like you know, the mouse leads to getting a. Like you start out as a, you know, regular dude, like everybody's always wondering why you're not wearing pants, which is, you know, kind of funny. Um, and then you get turned into a, a mouse. And then after that, you're a knight and then a rogue. And then, you know, the tree just kind of branches out. Um, the the leveling up of the characters is is fine. Um, it's the the um, challenges are pretty simple. The art style is nice. The um i'm playing it on the switch and it seemed it runs smooth even mm-hmm. with the amount of enemies that are on the screen there's not like any frame rate drops or it doesn't chug or anything like that uh it's very colorful um but i'm only maybe like two or three hours into the game right now um i just went to the horse mines and am about ready to get my horse uh power up so um yeah it's, it's cool i like it it's it's you're, it's a good one you're ready to start horsing around <laughs> I am. You are. Uh, you're on fire tonight, sir. Okay. Hey. So what happens when I show up late? I have to make yes. up for lost time. I know. Zach brought other, his A game. Other than that, the only thing uh, other game I've been playing is more Midnight Suns, and I love that game. It's fun. It's a good game to pick up and put down. Um, do like a mission or two here or there. Um, you know, it's it's a good turn-based card game, and I think I think Zach, you will enjoy it. I think you'll be pleasantly surprised. I just man. Hmm, it's time. It's the time. I just, I don't have it. I know. I but it's, it. I mean, it's, it's like, it's 49 bucks. I mean, it's, it, I mean, it's still on sale. It's not as cheap as it was two weeks ago, but. So I have a plan. I have a plan, gentlemen. Um, my birthday is coming up. Mm-hmm. And so I'm trying to consolidate all the people that will potentially get me a birthday present into chipping in to help me get a steam deck because that is like how i'm playing how i finished pokemon was because i could lay in bed and play it right Mm -hmm. and so that that is where i feel like i would play and potentially beat games like midnight suns and things of that nature so that uh that's that's my that's my plan. I don't know how successful 
this plan is going to be, but uh, we are we are definitely making it a, a go. We're giving it a go. Um, mm. And okay. uh, yeah, I think I think that is what I'm going to try to do. I will. Uh, I'll, I'll check my email to see if I if I got that if I got that uh, <laughs> request from you. <laughs> it sounds like a good plan, though. Yeah. No. It's uh It it is one of those things where I feel like if I can if I can get like half a Steam Deck covered or something, then I'd I'd feel okay getting one. You know what I mean? So you want you want the big boy though, right? Like the I, I at least want the middle one. I want the middle one because what, what, uh, what's the price tag on the middle one? Uh, it's like four four twenty nine something like that. Yeah, four fifty nine. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Blaze cool. it. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All it's right. Fu- it's funny. I, mean, I, I haven't touched weed in twenty years, but it's it's funny. It's <laughs> um, it's timeless. It's okay. Yeah. And also, like like everyone, I just have like this humongous Steam library that I never touch. So, I mean, my Steam library has like five games. So really, that's hilarious. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Especially since you have like this like kick ass computer now. Like, I know it's <laughs> like I'm I'm a little late to the game. It's all right. I I it my Steam library is Power Wash Simulator and whatever other game. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, in bed power washing. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> now we're talking. 2024, baby. It's the year of power washing in bed. <laughs> in my Steam library, I have, it says 598. Jesus. Jesus Christ. Um, I'm, I'm looking at 87 is what I have in my Steam library. Nice. So. We'll double that. Right. Um, but the, uh, oh, I wanted to ask uh, either one of you, uh, probably Justin, I'm guessing, would have a better shot at this, but maybe Shannon. Um, have either one of you messed with Poppy's Playtime? Do you know what this is? I know of it. It's yeah. Po- it's the Five Nights at Freddy's style thing or yeah. whatever with the, the blue and the pink things with the weird, like, looks like some fucking foster's home for imaginary friend creepy ass looking with the hands and you do the little yeah so you're basically like one person is the monster and then i think four or five people are the ones trying to like escape the monster and like trap it or something like that my son has become obsessed with this game like it's all he plays and it's hilarious because uh he doesn't have the most intestinal fortitude when it comes to scary things. Let's just put it that way. But like, for whatever reason, this does not scare him at all, even though it is like really frightening to look at. And it is, there's like jump scares that happen in it and stuff like that. And he just, he's all about it. And it's kind of crazy. Like it's one of those things where I'm like, this is way too grown up for you, but you kind of kick ass at this game. So I think I'm going to let you play it. I don't know. Yeah, it's like part of that like new wave of like like Five Nights at Freddy's walked so bending the ink machine and Poppy's playtime and Rainbow Friends Rainbow and Friends, like all these yeah. like weird like variations of like I'm in an abandoned kindergartner yeah. school walking around doing stuff at night and creepy things happen. Yeah, he uh he started with Rainbow Friends. And got super into Rainbow Friends. And then I 
I'm pretty sure he was watching like a YouTube video about Rainbow Friends and they brought up this game. And so he started exploring what Poppy's playtime was. And then he was like, hey, it's free on Steam. Can I just try it? And I'm like, sure. I'm going to sit here with you while you play it. Because if I see something like, I don't know how gory it is or anything. It's like one of those. If if we get some like crazy ass kills happening, like this thing's getting deleted real quick, you know, like, (laughs) but it. As spooky as it is, or as, it's very much Five Nights at Freddy's, where it's like as creepy as it is, it's not gory in any way. Like all the violence is more implied than shown, and so it's like I feel like a bad dad, but at the same time, it's like he totally kicks ass at this game, and so it's like I I don't want to be like, no, this thing you really enjoy and are super good at, no, you can't play. <laughs> Like, you know, I don't want to be that guy either. So is it like, is it a multiplayer game where like you're trying to save yourself, but at the same time, like sacrifice other people so you stay alive? Or is this more just survival horror, like one, like you versus a computer just um, figuring no, out? No, it's, it's, it's four, or I think it's four or five players that are all playing. And then one, pl- it's like uh, the asymmetrical, you know, like the Dead by Daylight or one of those. Okay. Um so one person's the monster and the rest are the people trying to like escape and trap the monster. Um, but there's no, like there's no among us screw over everyone else to make sure you live type thing. It's just like, if you got a team that all is working together, you can do it pretty easily, but the odds are people aren't. And so it's, you know, that sort of thing. But um, it's, it's, it's interesting. And, I kind of want to have him play like the latest five nights at Freddy's security breach. Cause I was exploring that originally. Cause like Justin was like, like he was saying, um, it's very obviously a clone of five nights at Freddy's. And so my thought is like, why not just play the original mm-hmm. if you're really into this one? And so I think, I think I might pick up security breach cause it's pretty cheap now. And and Security Breach like looks really nice, runs really good. Like I was, I was looking at some reviews for it on the Xbox, and I'm like, this thing, like, it actually like was pretty well received. It's just it's a Five Nights at Freddy's game, so people were like, ah, fuck it, you know. Um, so yeah, I just didn't know if you guys had any f- familiarity with those types of games and could guide me in some way. Um, here wait, there's one. I was trying to remember what it was called because I saw it on. Twitter and I I found it. It's called uh, it's like Garten G A R T E N of Ban Ban. Okay. It's here's the link for it. It's also free, but it is also very much the like it's basically Poppy's play. It's very similar to a lot of those games, but it takes place in a. You can see some of the like if you go down the Steam page, some of the gifts of it and stuff. But it's like you're basically in an abandoned like kindergartner thing walking around and little creepy green things and oh, red yeah. things and stuff jump up and do stuff so he'd probably be into something like that's like the new hotness right now like they're like oh poppy's playtime like that's for old gamers like the new generations playing the band band yeah it, it is funny though how with like his age group you're absolutely right these are the games they're playing like this is what they are interested in and it's kind of wild because it's a whole genre like our demographic doesn't even know exists. 
Right. But apparently they're super popular. Like all his friends know this stuff. Well, yeah, this is like what spreads like wildflower, like wildfire on the playground and stuff. Like kids aren't playing Pokemon on the playground anymore. They're playing like Poppy playtime and they're like, all right, you get to be Poppy and we're going to run and hide and you try and like snatch and eat our souls. 100%. 100%. Like, okay, we're playing Rainbow Friends. I'm red, yeah, you're blue. Exactly. Yeah. Like, yep, that's what's happening out there. Totally. Okay. Just interesting. Sorry, Shannon. Didn't mean to take over there. No, it's fine. You had a legitimate question. And, you know, it's it's time for some sirens anyway. So I hear them. I know Justin has been watching some stuff this week. So I don't know what you want to start with, Justin. How, uh, Zach, have you watched the Glass Onion yet? I have not. I'd prefer not to discuss that if we can, or I can duck out for a little bit. No, um, well, Justin and I—I I mean, we could have our. Own. Do you want to? Do you want to talk about it now? Do you want to wait another week? Uh, do you want to chat like in a in a different chat? <laughs> yeah, we can, we can just wait. Like, I'm fine waiting because I do want Zach to see it. It was a very good movie. That's I, all I, I want, will say about I it. I want to see it. It's killing me that I yes, haven't seen it. Is, it. I, I did really like Knives Out, and I feel like this was a really good sequel. So, can you answer me this question? Which movie did you like more? I... Dude, that's... It's so hard. I thought this one was a lot funnier. Mm-hmm. Like, I enjoy... Like, with this one, I enjoyed... Every character, every single character I thought was great. I don't think I could say that about the first one. The first one had a lot of really good characters, mm-hmm. but like Chris Evans kind of just like steal, I feel like steals the show oh, for in sure. the first yeah. one. Whereas this one, I don't think there was really like one person that stole the show. Like everyone I feel like has like really good moments throughout that I really enjoyed. And mm-hmm. It has like just as good of like twists and stuff that the first one has, and I thought you know it was really good. Like I enjoy it. I can't say more about it, but I think it's definitely being on Netflix. It's definitely worth a watch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's very diplomatic of you. I I will tell you. I think I I like Glass Onion better than Knives Out. Really? Okay. Yeah. Just because it was, it seemed like it was brighter. It seemed like it was mm-hmm. funnier. It, like there was more comedy to it, and the characters I think were more. Um, they're more like self-absorbed, so it makes it more hilarious when stuff happens. Like you know when mm-hmm. when stuff pops off. So I think I I found it to be more enjoyable overall. That is but, true. I think also like the the glass onion itself was a very interesting environment. Like mm-hmm. it had a lot going on, like in it and stuff more so than the house in the first Knives Out movie did. So yeah, yeah. You need to watch it because yes. I want to talk about it. Okay, I and I know Ju- I know Justin is chomping at the bit to, <laughs> to talk about it too. But um. There was a big uh, a big TV show that came out this week. Um, the Last of Us finally debuted on HBO. Um, I have not watched it yet. Um, I do plan on watching it, but I'm not worried about spoilers. Uh, I don't I, know about you. Yeah, I'm not worried about spoilers at all, and I'll be honest, I'm probably not going to watch it. So, Okay, so Justin, what did yeah. you think of The Last of Us? I thought, you know, in terms of 
being a TV show adaptation of a video game, like it's very faithful to the game, uh, including like how slow <laughs> the beginning of the game is. <laughs> like, like they they do a good job of like building up like the the event and stuff that happens, but there's also like. I, I honestly am really surprised that they just released episode one. Like, I feel like this is one of those that would have benefited if they would have released the first, like, two or three episodes all at once. Um, just because it this episode was, it's, like, over an hour long. You know, it's, like, an hour and, like, 15 minutes or something like that. But there's just, like, the first, I don't even know, like, 30, 40 minutes. Like, it's very slow. In the beginning, of course, you know, just like the game where it's built, but, you know, you have your, uh, God damn, was it Joel? You have Joel's daughter, you know, and you're kind of like following her around and, you know, it's Joel's birthday and she goes and digs his like broken watch out of the drawer and takes it to this little store to get fixed. But then all hell starts like breaking loose and she goes like next to the neighbor's house to bake cookies and grandma's acting a little weird and you know he comes home from work late and his friend or whatever i don't remember his name is phil or whatever gets goes to jail or something for getting in a bar fight with some dude so joel has to go bail him out and so she wakes up in the house alone and there's like helicopters flying around everywhere and she's kind of panicking and the dog from next door is outside so she goes next door to try and return him and grandma's chomping at people's necks and stuff in the house and so she like runs out and joel shows up and the the truck scene was probably the best scene it is almost it feels almost like straight up out of the game like they're like in the truck and like turning around like look like shit's exploding everywhere and like they're like going off the road doing stuff like that part i thought was like chef's kiss like they perfectly like adapted that they chose to instead of doing like mushroom stuff like growing off of people's mm-hmm. skin and stuff it seems like it's more internalized like they're not as visible on the outside as like some weird looking fungus thing like they kind of look more like zombie ish and then you see like when they like disattach like there's like crack root crap like growing out of their like throat and stuff mm. and they do like blah, like zombie stuff acting but they're not as like disgusting to look at i think it's compared which it's kind of disappointing but i know they said before the show even aired that they were kind of deviating from that route. it's still a fungus or whatever that like infects you but they kind of pivoted from that i guess to make it more i don't know realistic i guess as opposed to being like covered in a bunch of mushrooms and whatever but then you know Joel's daughter dying, still incredibly heartbreaking. Yeah, I, that was one of my questions. Is like how how long did they linger on that opening of the game? Because that opening of the game is fucking like up, you know, as far as tough tough watches. Yeah, like it, out of the that entire like opening part, I'd say is probably like about the first thirty ish minutes of the show. It's like the first half and then the other half, then it does the 20 year jump mm-hmm. and Joel's at the little base or whatever. And he's selling 
drugs the guards and trying to get a truck battery and we get to see ellie or whatever and like like i said it covers like a decent kind of like the first like i don't think like they don't like meet yet or anything but they're like just they like ellie's trying to like escape or whatever because she's like kind of like shackled up or whatever at the firefly headquarters and stuff so I think it's, again, I wish they would have honestly just, like, dropped, like, the first, like, two or three episodes. But, you know, all in all, I'd say it was pretty good. Like, I think it, like, Pedro Pascal does a really good job of um, playing Joel and stuff, like, character-wise. And I'm not a huge, like, The Last of Us stan and mm-hmm. stuff, but... I'm I'm going to continue watching it and I think it's going to be fun seeing cuz I never read Game of Thrones and I know it's like everyone was saying like oh this is like what the Game of Thrones people who read the books are right now so it's like people who have played the Last of Us game know what's happening and there's all these people watching the Last of Us now that've never played the game so they don't know what's happening so it's fun to be on the other side of that coin now like knowing what happens and going on Twitter and stuff and watching all these people who don't know necessarily what they're in for yeah. Yeah, and then there's a whole bunch of people who played like the first like 45 minutes of the game and never got to the end and or you know. <laughs> Are you speaking from uh, <laughs> from maybe maybe. I mean, yeah, I mean I I remember getting I, I mean, those games never really I never really did well with those games, right? Cuz like I always get antsy about waiting or you know, the dudes like, you know, running around and I just try to wait them out. And, like, they never go away. And then I end up just shooting my way out of certain situations. So, you know, I don't ever really feel I play those games like they're supposed to be played. I just feel like I it's a first-person or third-person shooter for me that I just <laughs> am playing wrong. So, yeah. Yeah. I saw someone on Twitter say, they're like, man, dude, this show's not like the game at all. Like, Joel didn't run into a room with nine clickers die and have to respawn. <laughs> <And> like, <yep. laughs> like, that happens more often than you'd think. <laughs> oh man well uh what else did you watch anything else dude so i also watched the menu on hbo max i have oh, seen I, that is it good I've, I've heard this is very good dude i loved it uh i i wanted to see it when it was in theaters but i just never got the chance to but as soon as i saw the trailer a i love nicholas holt so mm-hmm. i like whatever contract he signed I'm like, yeah, dude, like Paramount locked him in or whatever for like a three movie contract or something like that. I'm like, my boy's back in business. Um, but the whole premise is Nicholas Holt. Dude, so with the menu, am I allowed to spoil it? Do you want me to spoil different aspects of the movie? Do you want me to tread lightly on it? Let, let me ask Let me ask you this question because I am kind of interested in this movie. Is mm-hmm. it more of a thriller? Is it more horror? Is it so, more suspense? Like, what is it? Yeah, it's not like a straight up like horror movie. If I had to compare it to something, I would compare it more to um, if you've ever seen like Your Next or um, Hide and Seek, like those horror movies mm-hmm. where it's not super gore, like people die and whatever, but it's not like Saw, it's not like whatever. It's more story, it's more story driven than mm-hmm. anything. It's more like the mystery you're kind of trying to figure out like what the hell is like actually going on like during this entire thing. Mm-hmm. And okay. so that's the general premise. So I would say tread lightly. 
All right, I'll tread lightly then. So yeah, the general the general premise is so uh, there's this super elusive chef dude who like is booked out months and months. You have to book your meal with him like months in advance, and like it's you're like locked in. And he does this eight course menu, and there's like a theme to it and then by the end of it or whatever you're supposed to kind of try and figure out like how all this stuff is connected or whatever and it's on this uh like island and stuff that you take a boat to so it's like super exclusive and nicholas holt shows up with this girl and when they're like checking in you end up finding out that uh the girl or whatever the name it's not the original girl that he was supposed to go with. So she was obviously just like some last minute, like, Hey, I, you know, something obviously went awry with the woman or whatever he was originally supposed to be taking. So he's like, Hey, you know, I have a spot for this or whatever, you know, you want to come to dinner sort of thing. So he like takes this random chick to uh, this dinner and they're sitting down. And this food's like extremely like extravagant. Like, it's very, like, the way it's plated, the way it's, like, done is very cushy. And she's kind of, like, not about it. Whereas Nicholas Holt is obsessed with this guy. Like, he knows. He's, like, dissecting, like, the ingredients that are in it and stuff. He's been looking forward to this. And, like, he really wants to meet the chef. But because he's so obsessive about it, the chef, like, fucking hates him. Like, he's like, dude, like, you're being annoying. And then Nicholas Holt's like, oh, dude, like, I think he hates me. Whereas because the chick is not impressed, she's not even really wanting to eat the food. And so that's also pissing the chef off. And he's like, dude, like, this is a very expensive, like, whatever. Like, why aren't you eating my food? She's like, I don't want to eat. He's like, well, you have to eat it. Like, this is part of, like, the experience. She's like, no, I'm not going to eat the food. And that's kind of when stuff kind of starts going sideways and, people start like realizing like he's basically like yeah so by the end of this meal like you're all going to die (laughs) and everyone's kind of like uh what the fuck so then like throughout they're trying to figure out like why is this happening like what like why is everyone going like he's like because you all have to die in order for what i'm trying to accomplish here ends with you all dying and it's part of the meal and that's kind of what's happening here. So that's what they're trying to figure out. Okay, well, why do we have to die then in order for this to like be the meal? And that's kind of what you as the viewer are trying to like piece together is like, why is this happening? And like, what is going on and stuff? And it kind of gets, it progressively gets weirder, like with each course and stuff too. But it's really funny. Like it has like some really good, funny moments in it. So I think you would enjoy it because it's not like an actual horror movie. So you're not going to be scared. I think you're going to be more intrigued than anything. And it has some like really good moments and stuff in it. You, nice. you, you putting uh hide and seek in the conversation made me go, Oh, Oh, okay. Yeah. Like, yeah. cause hide and seek is fantastic. So, yes. and it has a very like satisfying ending like mm-hmm. hide and seek. So okay. I think you'll enjoy it. All right. But, like, there's one part where, because Nicholas Holt is so obsessed with this dude, the dude is like, you know, why don't you here put on the apron and come in the kitchen? He's like, and fucking cook, like, since you love this shit so much. So he does it, 
but he knows all the food and like whatever in the group, but he doesn't know how to fucking cook anything. So he makes this really shitty dish <laughs> and that becomes like the fifth dish and it's called like Nicholas's bullshit. And it's like half cooked <laughs> lamb, like whatever on the fucking plate. Oh, and he's like, you're trash. Go fucking sit back down. <laughs> like, <I> butchered <laughs> the food. It's so good. Oh my God. Little Gordon Ramsay action going on in there. Yeah, no, yeah, he's like a very like top notch like Gordon Ramsay esque like care, but more composed than Gordon. Like, but when he yells, like it's fucking scary. Like these people that are like cooking and stuff, like do not want to do wrong by him. Like they're like, no, like we all know that we're also going to die, even though we're preparing the food, and we just accept it. <laughs> like that's Jesus, what's happening. Jesus. So it's not like the food is poisoned. It's just like he's just going to murder them or. Yeah, they in order for the meal to be complete, everybody, even the people cooking, the waitresses, everybody, including himself, has to die at the end in order for this to be the grand complete meal that it is. All right. Intriguing. <laughs> wow. But it's good. I'm excited for you guys. I want you guys to watch it because it is funny. Nice. All right, I'll give. I'll probably watch it this coming weekend because I found out that Dragon Ball Super Superhero doesn't get released for me to watch at home until March fourteenth. So, real sad. Don't even know what that is, but I'm sad. <laughs> don't, for you. don't don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. <laughs> I feel bad. Um, well, since we had a bit of a role reversal this week and our mm-hmm. uh, spoiler talk is done. How about uh, Zach? Um, why don't you take this bad boy in for a landing? Yeah, dude, land us. You know what, guys? Uh, thank you, everyone, for joining Perfect. us on another fantastic episode of That Pixel Life. Um, you can find us on Discord if you would like to reach out and say hi and a Twitter account that is also at That Pixel Life. Uh, feel free to pop over say hi um tell us what meal you would cook that would kill everyone that would be fun um <laughs> and uh yeah hey do me a favor if you like the show tell someone to listen to it be like hey you know what's a real fun show that pixel life you'd like it share the wealth guys share the wealth um justin if robbie was here What do you think Robbie would say? Robbie would say, Hey guys, go be great. And Tom Brady is done. Stick a fork into him. That quarterback is done. Shoot, wait. (laughs) 